Cool, here we go with episode number, I don't remember, 17, I think 17. it was. From 17, 17 yeah. there we go. Good, good, good. So, hey guys, back for another episode. Um, in this one, we're going to be talking about how to build an e-com business around a community. So, Chris and I were talking about that earlier um, today, and I, I'm sure we've covered it previously in other episodes and whatnot. Um, but... I find that a lot of um, stores out there, um, and don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll say this, but don't get me wrong, that a lot of stores sell to everybody, you know, and that's fine. You know, there's plenty of nine-figure brands out there, plus and eight-figure brands and seven, and they sell to everybody. They sell, you know, hey, if you've got teeth, we'll sell you toothpaste. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, well, if you've got whatever, you, you like, anyway, you know where I'm going with that. But If you're a um, human. If, if you're breathing, we'll sell you, <laughs> I don't know something cigarettes that'll, <laughs> that'll stop that happening i don't know um but one thing that i see that's really um really beneficial for stores when they're trying to kind of get some traction is to really find the a community with a sizable audience that they can actually sell their products to so for example right i was talking to a dude yesterday and he sells fishing gear and he's like and one of the first things i said to him was, do you have a brand strategy? He's like, no. Nah. I'm like, show me your website. I'm like, cool, your website kind of looks like it speaks to everybody. And he's like, yes. And I go, do you sell to everybody? He's like, no. I'm like, who do you sell to? He's like, basically like men that spend a lot of money, they're enthusiasts, you know, they go after big game fishing and they, you know, they're not like going after trout and, you know, stuff like that. This is, this is the kind of customer that we really sell to. I'm like, cool. So when we redo your brand strategy and we do redo your, <laughs> your website that currently has like 65,000 products on it, like we might focus it more around the fact that positioning you as like the go-to guy in Australia, that is like the big game fishing guy, you know, because those guys will go, yeah, I'll spend $900 on a reel and $2,000 on a rod and, you know, another $1,000 on the hooks and the sinkers and the lures and blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, God, that's a pretty good idea. So as mm. opposed to him trying to compete with the likes of like BCF or Anaconda or whatever. Yeah. Where, Gen you know, generalist fishing interest. General, yeah. <laughs> I go, I go one, once a week. Yeah, I go one, once a month with the kid or once a year. Once a year. At, yeah. at Christmas, I go fishing, yeah. Very and you go thing. there and you have a crap experience because they don't know anything. Anyway, anyway, it's like some 16-year-old kid that's been told to sell them a trout rod that is five foot long and holds you know like 40 pound line and then that person goes fishing like they catch anything geez i don't know why do you know what i mean so whereas like with this business like it's fishing businesses like sell to these people sell these products sell at this price give them this experience give them this kind of warranty you know go and post in these kinds of communities if those communities don't exist go and make your own community you know go and make a facebook group Go and make a Reddit group. Go and make TikTok videos. Go and make a YouTube channel, you know, big game fishing. All we do is review the latest and greatest products for you. You know, we don't talk about, like, the $25 Kmart rod that you can buy from Kmart, obviously. So, um, and I say this because, again, I use my previous business as an example a lot of the time. But, like, I built that business to, like, you know, millions of dollars a year, largely by sitting on nerd forums hi nerd my you know my old customers hello hope you're doing well you know i was one of them still am so like i'd go on there 
and we'd all be like, hey, what's the best modem that goes really fast that has broadband and has wireless and technology and has a VPN? And I'm like, I knew the answers. You know, they knew to come to me because I was a guy who had the answers and, you know, same thing. That's how you can build your business, you know. So, um, again, you see that a lot in space. There's a lot of, like, mumpreneurs in the space and they sell stuff to kids with specific type of needs or the mums sell specific kind of stuff to you know people with pets or clothing or whatever and these ones you know they have two three four five million dollar a year businesses and they're you know you'd almost say like they're a household name like that's the go-to place that you buy to buy that product Mm, so we got this specific thing i think that again i think goat i always like to link back to previous episodes uh, when when the time's relevant, but I think well, I think we, in one of the last episodes we talked about you as a business owner kind of having passion and curiosity and interest. Now this is kind of the same, right? But it's kind of the the inverse where you tap into an audience that has curiosity and passion and interest, and they just love this thing. That person is going to spend much more time and much more money because they're invested in that thing, right? That the like the big game fishing guy. The big game fishing guy, he's got an identity of being the big game fishing guy. So he's going to be much more willing to spend $5,000 on the latest reel if it's going to help him catch one extra fish so he can show it on his Facebook page or show off to his mates because that's really important to him. Um, Another one that comes up is like golf. Like golfers will spend $500, $1,000 on a driver to drive two extra yards on the thing so they can get a score, get one you know, get, um, bring, bring their score down. But people who have that curiosity, have that passion, have community, um, are going to spend more money because they're, they're already kind of psychologically, mentally invested in a thing so much that they'll just spend. Like for me, I used to, I uh, haven't quite for a while, but I used to rock climb a lot and I would always buy gear. Like there, was, there wasn't enough gear to buy. You could always buy something else to get a little bit better or I'm going to go and type this type of climbing next weekend. So I need to buy some smaller gears or I need to buy some more ropes. Or I need to buy some more this. There's always something more to buy and you're happy to get it because it kind of feeds into, no, you talk a lot about status all the time, Paul, but it feeds yeah. into my status as I'm a rock climber and I'm not just a rock climber. I'm a really good rock climber and I'm trying to be an expert rock climber. And I want to show that I want to get better at this thing. I'm super curious. I read all the books. I watch videos. This is my whole world. So when I go to buy something, I'm all, I'm also already really informed. So again, linking back a couple of episodes, we talked about the buyer hierarchy, right? Someone who's really informed, like the fishing guy, like the rock climbing guy, like the golf guy, they're right down at that their product level. They know exactly the driver that they want to buy. They know the price and they're happy to spend it because they know that the result that they're going to get from it. So this person's like, I want the X125, you know, whatever, drive, Masashi driver, and they'll find it and they'll buy it and they'll pay the money because they, they're at that level. They're just ready to buy it. They know they want it. You don't have to convince them to buy stuff because they're, they're, they've already convinced themselves they've done the research. So that's enough. So I know that's kind of long-winded, but that's again something that's why this stuff works. I think that that's something I'd like to really kind of get across on these podcasts is we talk about marketing and we talk about strategies and stuff that you should do and you should do this and you should have one of these. I want to get a bit into like why it actually works 
And I think hopefully that kind of gives you an idea of why this stuff works. You tap into a passionate community. Those people are already, they've invested themselves in it. So they're willing to pay the money because they already know the benefit and that builds their status inside that community more than just something that's general and they're kind, they kind of like it, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can kind of see that distinction. What you said there is like the, write that down, you know, is they're buying status to enter that community that they're passionate about and they want to win in, right? So, for example, like I did BMX professionally at a very high level for a long time and was ranked really highly in Australia. But for the first couple of years I did it, I had a crap bike, right? I had a second-hand Haro and I just, like, modded it myself and did stuff and blah, 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 blah. But over time, I literally bought, like, the best bike that I could buy in Australia and I was one of the best riders in Australia and I'd like go to the local BMX track and people would be like holy crap your bike how much is your bike worth and I'll be like oh like four grand I didn't pay that I got it second hand obviously they're like four grand I go like oh geez and they're like you could and they they'd know they'd know the name they'd know the brand they go and I could pick it up and they could put it above their head with one hand you know a BMX bike you know what I mean and I'd go and jump and I would lay down a wheelie bin and I'd jump over a wheelie bin like it was nothing and I'd be like wow do you know what I mean so there's a community there of BMX kids at the thing, and, and I'd race properly as well. Keep in mind, I was one of the kids at the time. I was like 16. They were like 16, you know, but I worked my ass off to buy the bike. But, you know, the status that came with that as well is, and that got me into that community is kind of what I'm trying to get to here. So in that example, you know, you can go and buy a bike again at like, you know, or Kmart or Target or whatever bike shops but then you can go to a specialized bmx store and they might just sell like you know a certain type of like trick bike or race bike or whatever kind of bike or half pipe bikes even different again you know what i mean and you're like i'm buying that because i want the status associated with it so if you use that as an example like the bmx uh, logan martin from uh up queensland where he's an aussie guy he won first in the olympics right you know, and he rides a, now I can't remember the bike that he rides. I know the gloves he wears, the helmet he wears, every, I think it's like Hyper or something like that. But I'm sure like everybody was like, where the hell did he get his bike from? I want one of those bikes. You know what I mean? So yeah. whoever owns that e-com store, it's just, all they got to do is like be where the places where the people like where Logan, his people hang out with, be there. And they'll be like, cool, you're, you're, my, you're my guy. I want to buy that yeah. bike. You know what yeah. I mean? I want that brand. I want that bike. That dude's an Olympian. I'll buy it. I'll be. I must be nearly as good as him if I just buy buy that bike. This is yeah. you know. This is the point I'm trying. Not going to happen. Logan's probably been riding for twenty years, but yeah. you get my point, yeah. Yeah, and again, again, like come back to rock climbing. <clears throat> where I, even when I haven't been climbing much, um, there's a like I've found like a really cool uh, Japanese brand of that kind of do a bit of rock climbing gear. They do rock climbing shoes. But they make like uh, rock, like pants, like jeans, basically, and they're yeah. just they're jeans, but they're kind of really stretchy. They're made for like bouldering. They're really really cool, but they're like three hundred dollars a pair. But I bought, I went and I bought a couple of pairs of them because they were really good jeans. But they also gave me that they were bold. Like I knew that they were bouldering jeans. Yeah. I, I knew they were rock climbing, so I could talk to them. I actually these are, these are bouldering, you know, these are bouldering <laughs> jeans because. You know, I, I'm a climber and blah, blah. So it gave me that status. It gave me a conversation piece and I was yeah. willing to invest in it and have those things so I could have that conversation or I could feel a certain level of status. So I had that yeah. brand. I had that cool thing that 
related to the thing that I was passionate about. Oh. If I didn't care about climbing, there's no way I would even look at that brand or look or buy those jeans. But purely because I'm passionate about it, curious about it, I was involved in it, I'm in the community. Now I've got something that makes me feel better inside that community. So similar to your bike, like it makes you feel better, gives you a certain status. So the more you can do that within your own business, whether that's for for mums or kids or dogs or pets or whoever you're selling to, the more you can... Again, in other episodes, we've talked about focusing, right, and actually doing doing less things, getting really, really good at one thing. And this is kind of another way to think about that, like focus on one community, <laughs> build your yeah. product around one thing and get really, really good about servicing that that industry, that niche, that community, that tribe. Um like rather than trying have, to do, do all things for all people. Like I have, we have a client, you know, and I won't say, tell you exactly what he sells because then everyone else will go and do it. But he sells a certain type of product for a certain type of vehicle. You know what I mean? You could, let's just assume it's the brakes. You know what I mean? And all he sells, and it's not brakes, but let's assume someone, actually I do know a company and all they sell is brakes because I've bought like yeah. brakes for my Subaru. I can use even them as an example, yeah? But so those guys, well, all they sell is high performance brakes at about half the price that I can buy from Subaru. And they sell brakes to all the rally car guys all in Australia. So the dudes that go out drifting and all that, are like, I don't do that. I've got a, you know, a really expensive car that I drive to the supermarket, but it's got really expensive brakes. But I'm like, where can I buy them cheap on? Who's going to have the really good quality ones? And is everybody else, does everybody else trust this store? You know, so I go to their site. Oh, I found them in a, a Facebook forum, actually, or a Facebook forum or something like that. I went Subaru and I'm like, hey, where's the best brakes for this? And go, oh, we all go to these guys. They're in Somerton Road in Camberfield. I'm like, sick, went down there, bought the brakes, knew what he was talking about, knew his community. Everyone rated him really high. I went, like, cool. And I got them half the price that I'd buy from Subaru. They're better. They last longer. They look exactly the same. I'm like, happy days. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's exactly the kind of model that you want really good product that you're passionate about that you're excited about that you care about that you make lots of money about that there's communities that feel exactly the same way that you do about your business people actually want to buy stuff you know you're not selling junk that you don't care about da, 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 da. like you know, yeah, oh, that's where you okay. start to build really oh. good re- referral business as well right that's where you can real gen- build yeah. genuinely genuinely profitable referrals is you are this like you go to a forum and you go we all shop here like all of us yeah. on this on this forum we all shop at this guy because he's the best that yeah. guy must make a shit ton of money because he's he's specializing they're not going oh like i go to auto barn and i go to kmart auto and i go to here you go no we go to dave because dave's the, the absolute guru and specialist in this space at that thing that you're talking about yeah so here's now here's the only warning right so if you dig if you dig into me and my background you'll go to this There'll be forums out there and you'll be like, holy crap, Paul had 20,000 posts on some of these forums. And I'll give you this, I'll give you the secret, right? So we, on those forums, I probably would have done $20 million worth of products as a result selling those forums, right? And here's the unfortunate bit about when you're in a community. 99% of people will buy from you and never say anything about you. They'll be like, oh yeah, but he's good, blah, blah, blah. But the whingers always comment, right? So you have to so once you like infiltrate a community and if you're doing i assume like me if you're doing like two three thousand orders a month 
I can say, unfortunately, you're going to get hit with probably five to ten whinges a month. It doesn't matter what you do. You can be nice to them. You can insult them to try and win them over. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to whinge at you. So my big caveat with these is, like, bend over backwards to help those communities because these one people can kind of cause you, you know, a lot of lost income if you don't kind of not pander to their needs, but you really need to over them. Yeah, you really need to manage them. But, you know, it's a little thing. Like, again, for me, I would spend like six hours a day helping all the people and 20, 20 minutes a day dealing with the whinges, you know. But the positive people message you privately. The whinges post publicly. So they'll be like, I bought the brakes from Dave and they, I, I was driving and the brakes fell off and I hit a, I hit the buddy, hit a building. Like, his crap. Oh, blah, like, dude, that's not even my fault. You know what I mean? So just be careful of that. Just, just be careful. So yeah. I put his um, brakes on and I, I brake too hard and I, I hit a car, but it's totally the brakes fault. It's the brakes fault. One, yeah. one, yeah. one star, one star Google review. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, there's, I, there, there's I, I people ordered, like that out there. I ordered ten products from Paul, and you know, I told Paul that I, I'm Paul's like, yeah, I'll ship your order when everything's here. Didn't ship for like two, three weeks later because three parts went there and I cracked the shits. He did tell me at the start, but you know, I had to wait a while. I'm like. Still annoyed me and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, sorry, sorry, dude. It is what it is. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway, take that advice. Find <laughs> your community. If your community doesn't exist, <coughs> go and build a Facebook group. Dead set. Like, you know, I've got a course on how to grow Facebook groups. I'll give it to you for free. Like, go watch it. Go how to set it up. How to add people. Email people in your database. Go, hey, come join our community. You know, keep your competitors out of the community unless they sell stuff that's complimentary. We'll talk about that in another episode, but start building your own community outside of, you know, like outside of your business as well, you know. So not just via an email list, it's not just via a Facebook page or an Instagram page. Build a location where your customers can talk to each other or go and find locations where you can talk to your customers on those communities by sponsoring them by whatever. So maybe in another episode we'll talk about how you can do that as well. But, you know, it's just just do it. So anyway, yeah. hope you got a lot out of this episode. Um, I'm gonna. I haven't seen Chris in his $300 pants yet. I'll 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 act really excited when he does rock up, and I'll let you guys know. Oh, Joe, do you want the, the the end of that story? Sure. sure. Uh, Hit me the, up. So that part. So the way that story or where that story is now, I wore those. They were so good. I literally wore them like every day for like a year, and like the the crotch wore out of both pairs of them. But oh. I will definitely go and buy two new pairs of them. So, you know, a, a, a pro product that in the end wasn't super functional, I'll still go and buy more of them because I enjoyed wearing them. And, again, the status is there. So even though, the, the, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I overwore, yeah, like I literally wore yeah. them every day for like two years and they, they wore oh. out as they, as they do. Um, I literally, I literally just bought, like, um, for those of you that know Ryan Schumann, he's a massive influencer in America, cool dude, like straight shooter, you know, like fucking like real good dude. Might take him on this episode. He, he might get some, he might find it interesting. He'd be massive on community. This guy's a beast with communities, right? He has Apex, this, and you know, massive thing. Anyway, he posted recently, he's like, I wear these black t shirts, and, I, and he's like, they're great. I don't need to wash I, I got to wash them. I don't need to iron them. They last forever, and I just buy new ones every month. I've literally bought the t shirts from America. And they were well priced, but now I've since chucked out all my other black t shirts, which I have no shortage of. And I've got all the ones Ryan wears, and they're fantastic. You seen one I wore one yesterday, 
you know, mm-hmm. don't need to iron them, just wash them, look great, blah, blah, blah. Again, I bought it because I'm like, he's, he's a pretty successful dude. He's got a good status. I'm going to elevate my black T-shirts that I wear to that level. <laughs> and then away we go. You know what I mean? So just another example of, you know, like how this applies to the real world as well. Maybe I'll meet Ryan one day and he'll be like, yeah, hey, dude, nice T-shirt. <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion. So anyway, you know, so there we go. Fanboy and all right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Hope you got something out of that one. We won't, we won't keep ranting. We'll save that for the next episode. See you then. Ta-da. Ciao. Ciao.